Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Marvin Shiloh. We got the Ron in the building. We are the Beard Always Wins. You know what it is, Movement Lifestyle Podcast. And we're so grateful and thankful that we all, that you all are listening to. So do us a favor, uh, like, share, and subscribe, especially on Spotify. Please do that because this is the one episode where we're going to give you a chance. Uh, we're going to ask a question and just we just want you to be able to answer it. So... Yeah, so let's just get into this crazy idea that Deron had. Well, we were going to listen to two No Limit albums for the next seven days and then give you a rating on what... Actually, actually we said two weeks, but I don't know if oh. we can go a whole another week after this. Yeah, it's... I can't I can't do 14 days. <laughs> because it's... A, it's um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't... Uh, the name of that skit that's on one of these albums... Mm-mm. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. So uh, the albums that we picked were Silk the Shockers, Charger to the Game, and Fiend. There's one in every family. And ironically, both of these albums released in uh, 98, which was one of the best spring breaks that we ever had. Uh, so Can't talk about it. No, we can't talk about it. Uh, and you might, it might be on a documentary, but we're not going to consent to it. So what I'm saying is this. Sip the shocker, charge it to the game. Deron, you said it got how many mics? Five mics? Four mics? Hell no. Uh, let me do a quick rundown. So, if I, if the information that I saw on the internet was correct, because, you know, it, it ain't true if it ain't on the internet, uh, this album got four mics in the source. I highly doubt that. But it did debut at number three on the U.S. Billboard charts and was number one on the top R&B and hip-hop billboard charts. In an era where every... This will let y'all... You youngsters know that everything was selling in the 90s, especially the late 90s. This album sold 245,000 copies in its first week. And if I recall correctly... It went platinum. This album went two, twice. Two times platinum. Mm. Off the strength, let me see. Uh, the lead singles were uh, Just Be Straight With Me, a... Uh, a ripoff of the Gap Band yeah. song with a, uh, at the time, an un- a virtually almost unknown Destiny's Child singing the hook, along with Master P on for, the, uh, for his life. And the single that everybody remembers that featured Mystical, which was called It Ain't My Fault. Yeah. And, okay, I, I was... Uh, production. Oh, production was... Um, Mostly by Beats by the Pound, that's Carlos Stevens, Craig B, KLC, uh, Odell, and uh, my favorite rap name of all time, Moby Dick. <laughs> Moby Dick on the keys, right? Um, dude. Oh, yeah, this going to be not safe for work, so hide your, hide your, hide your wife, hide your kids, because we're yeah. going to be cussing this. Tell, tell, tell your grandma, uh, nah, this ain't, this ain't what you want to listen to. So... I didn't know that was Destiny Child singing Just Be Straight With Me, which is one of the the low points of this album. I the only one Actually, I, it, was, it wasn't a low point for me, dog. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It, it see it, it's something about this album, right? That made like we like I said earlier, Beats by the Pine was tied. They they was tied by the time they got this album. Even though it sold a lot. And when you think about 1998, 1998 was predominantly dominated by DMX. Right? Uh, yeah. Right. Um, Past Money came at the end. Yeah. It was DMX. Um, 
I mean, he had a couple. He had a couple flashes in the pants. He had Lord Tree and Peter Guns, Brock well, Hill. Just to give y'all a my bad, I didn't mean to keep talking about. But to give y'all some uh, some insight on what the year of nineteen ninety eight had. What's a good year? It had Outcast of Quimini, mm-hmm. Most Definitely to Lil Quali's Black Star, Volume Two from Jay Z, Capital Punishment from Big Pun, an album that Mun uh, probably hates to this day because I used to try to force them to listen to it because I thought it was tight, which it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Juvenile's 400 Degrees, um, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, uh, Doc's Name from Red Mass, The First Soul Survivor from Pete Rock, Exhibits 40 Days and 40 Nights, Out, uh, Goody Mob Still Standing, and the aforementioned It's Dark and Hell is Hot, DMX. Yeah. So you had you had some good, you had a lot of solid, solid albums in 98. That, that that came out that's still re, you know revered to this day and somehow you got Silk the Shocker charge it to the game and this this is what I say because I, I talked to uh, shout out to Rob down there um, prime example barbershop Rob said that's one of his favorite albums from No Limit Rob need to have his barber license <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking Rob <laughs> nah, nah man Rob uh Rob said that was one of his favorite albums. And see, for me, when he said that, I, I, I started to think, and I had to take myself back 25 years ago. It's, yeah, 25 years. 25 years ago, I had to go. Yep, silver anniversary. Yeah, I had, had to think about No Limit and the impact that it had on the South. I think more people were just behind the tank, you know, um, just just behind the tank and not really listening to the music because I can remember having discussions and people would tell me that Silk the Shocker was it was people a lot of Silk the Shocker fans a lot of females a lot a lot a lot, a lot of women love Silk the Shocker um, but it was people who just it didn't matter if it had the tank imprint on it they were buying it and that means uh, the amount of the amount of wars that I got into with East Coast dudes when I joined the military over Silk the Shocker, I should be embarrassed. But yeah, I was going. I was defending Silk the Shocker's honor. They <laughs> were from the Five Borough. They were like, "It's some Bam, just some Bama music, just some old country boy stuff. We don't care about this." But you know what's funny about that? What's that? You would go to the club. You know, East Coast dudes would be right on the dance floor, jumping to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it come on kind of hard. The one thing, the one mystical was was that guy, mystical and Mac. They, they, they were yeah. rest in peace to Mac. But mystical and Mac was, was they were him. Oh, no, no, Mac's still alive, bro. You can kill Mac. Not, not Mac. Uh, who I'm thinking about? Oh, sometimes I get. Trying to think, who, trying to think, who from No Limit in past? Um, I know Mac just got out of jail. Like. Mac got out of jail, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. So, like Mon said, like the opening track, "I'm a Soldier." Like No Limit kill intro. Like yeah, they like the king. They were the king of the posse cut. Exactly. Uh, if you if you find yourself lost in the uh, in the music. The song could be five minutes long, but there's 20 people that didn't get, that didn't spit like 16 bars, <laughs> and you wonder like, who the hell is this rapper? Yeah. So that happened to me listening to this. Uh, I knew I know P voice when I hear it. Fiend, C Murder, Mystical Mac. I know that Mia X especially, mm-hmm. super underrated 
don't give her props when we talk about greatest uh, women that ever like yeah. grace the microphone and spit. Now, she the dopest of all time to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Skullduggery, Big Ed, Lil Gotti, I'm like, who are these people? Yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. However, but we will give Mia extra flowers. We will give her. We're gonna get to her uh, soon. I like I said. I like um, track one. Uh, Hold on, I got I got a, I got a question that the weekend streamline is. I got some questions. Okay. All right. So, which song did you like in 1998 that you still like when you listen to it? Track one for me. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a soldier. Uh, for me, it's uh, if I don't got it with Fiend. Uh. I liked it. Uh-huh. Track number five. Yeah, track five. That was my joint right there. Yeah, like I'm trying. I'm trying to remember because, like I said, I wasn't the biggest No Limit fan. Like that, that was I was not the biggest No Limit fan. In fact, No Limit was our our motto for um, my our senior season was No Limit, and <laughs> I was the only one that voted against it. I was like no, no, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they hate. I just wasn't the biggest No Limit fan at that point of time. Now, uh, I will say that they do. It's like it's not that it's trash. It's just that it's whenever they give you an album, it's a lot of music, and it doesn't. Sometimes the album just doesn't flow cohesively. Like it's all over the place. Just like you, like you talked about the um, that skit. Mm-mm. Where's place yeah. in uh, it's like what? what like okay all right but yeah but yeah that uh, listen. and it ain't my fault those so those are the two that I, I can say I really seriously. I got a I got a like I told you in pre I got a certain type of hate but it ain't my fault because they were they were bumping that in Oklahoma like a year after this drop like it had just came out like five minutes ago and yeah. they were the only ones that heard it. I hate that song, but even if back on this song, where, where, at what point, at what track did you think to yourself, I need to cut my veins vertically and horizontally? Because <laughs> I got the track number eight, and that's when I told y'all, I was like, man, this got to be the worst song of all time. <laughs> and I replied the worst. It was around that time. Around, around track five, I was like, I, it, it might be better just go play in traffic. <laughs> like, I might be having a better time playing in traffic. In fact, I was trying to find something to do while listening to this album this morning. So I started, I took out all my riding reels and started detangling the fishing line. Um, and just trying to listen to this was, it was hard to get through. Like, but I still remember 1998 and people just loving it. People just loving this album. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know how? Do you know how bad a, a song has to be for eight ball to sound bad on eight ball? Who can make anything sound good? He sound like he he sound like he couldn't find a beat on um what's the name of the song? Mama always told me with uh, P, uh him silk P and C man. Yeah, like it, eight ball just it was like you ever seen the jerk with Steve Martin? Yeah. You remember when the uh, family was out on the porch dancing and he was just trying to turn the beat? <laughs> <laughs> that 
<laughs> that was eight ball. I was like, I was like, you almost got it, almost got it, but I, almost got it. And it was, and it was the same thing with Silk. Like, like I told you, it's only two songs that I that I try to remember that I listened to from this album. Well, I was like, damn, he actually stayed on beat this time. That shit was incredible. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I guess I don't know. I'm not trying to. It, it sounds so, and it doesn't seem like it's it's mastered, like it's mixed and mastered. Uh, well, like, and it was. I don't know who. It sounds like a. <coughs> excuse me. It sounds like a a good demo, and not a release. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, oh, what you listen to on Apple Music? Or you listen on Spotify? Apple Music. Okay. Apple music is what is what I listen to it um but um but what saved my day is fiend there's one in every family. I put that in and I forgot I did buy this album, and I had the c d and I remember because I'm like, oh yeah like it's like it just clicked like oh this is coming next, this is coming next. I can't sit here and say I loved every song, but i I enjoyed this album go ahead. Uh yeah, I bought this album too. Bought it on cassette because I was broke. Uh, but yeah, this album dropped uh, May fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, it took thirty days, but it went gold in my opinion. As far as like solo records go, from No Limit, that's one of every family legit got a case to be like the second best ever No Limit release to me. I can agree. like it's that like it's that good. So what would be your first one? Unpredictable, mystical. Uh, gotta get back to me. It was like fifty thousand albums. <laughs> I know that thing was number two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, major- again, uh, majority of the uh, production was held was uh, done by uh, KLC, Moby Dick, Beast by the Pound crew. Uh, was that any? Nope, there was no outside. No outside uh, producers on this joint. It actually peaked at number one on the hip hop uh, Billboard charts uh, on the U.S. Billboard. Two. Damn, Fiend was number eight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, let me see what else we had on here. Oh, at the end of the year, it finished like forty seventh as far as like on the on the uh, hip hop and Billboard charts, but. Uh, Again, actually, not a posse cut to start off the album on this one. This one started with Take My Pain. Yes. Yeah. Of course, P had to be on Silk the Shocker and uh, Songs of Funk on the hook. So, I like this song. Considering that we listen to, yeah, I love this song. Remember, it was like the lead video for the joint. Yeah. So, considering that we had listened, we had tortured our ears and listened to Silk before we listened to this. Did you feel like how I felt listening to this album? That like whenever Silk would come on, I'd be like, "Oh man, why is this nigga on here?" Yeah, <laughs> like he got to get off of it. Like, why? Like, it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I un- nepotism was strong amongst the Miller boys, mm-hmm. and Moby Dick must be—he must be related to P. Or he got a videotape of P in an uncompromising position that P don't want the world to see. Because there's no reason why Moby Dick need to be singing the hook on all of these songs. Because 
it's laughable in some cases. I, I I agree, I agree. Now my like now when it got to big time with me with me and X, I was like, oh man, I I I started smiling and started saying like, man, how do I know the words to this song? Like right. like that's not, that's what I was wondering. Like how do I know the words to this song? But I remember I used to play this this CD a lot. I probably almost every time I came home from Virginia. Or driving up there, I, that this that CD with it done, it it really did, and and that, that that's a surprise one. Now slanging with UGK, Pimp C on it, Pimp C Pimp C doing his thing on doing his thing on that one though, um, but like for me like All right, so, so go ahead. I oh, know go ahead. Uh, walk no, like I say so. Oh, walk like a uh, walk like a G with yeah, Slim with Slim, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so what song did you like in ninety eight that you was like, man, I still love this song in twenty twenty three because for me it was uh oh man, where is it? Um uh, uh on a mission with uh with C Murder and Steady Mom. Yeah. Uh I liked it, but that that wasn't it. Me is Big Timer. Big Timer and um what's the other one called? Uh Do You Know? Okay. Yeah. Yo, so speaking of not being able to stay on beat like Steve Martin, uh, Snoop Dogg sounds like really out of place on Who's Got That Fire. He he really did. He he like he, yeah yeah it was uh it was it wasn't working for Calvin Brothers on that. But you know I think these years I don't think Snoop was really putting it. I think Snoop was just doing it. Like right. uh, you know like uh, P pretty much got. Snoop off of death death row. Even though, even though, uh, I do believe Suge was getting was getting some of that money, with off of whatever. I think Suge yeah, was still was, getting paid. Yeah, he was getting points off of uh, any like Snoop release until like I want to say like the last meal. Yeah, something like that. But but yeah, that that was it. Like the one thing I would say that both of these. Uh, Adam's got you got Master P in this whack, whack the worst Italian mafia soul accent, and it, oh, it gets worse. Trust me, we gonna talk about that. Oh later. man, like that's that's what I I don't know. Like Master P being on some of these songs, just like oh, like why are you even why why. That's, uh, I can't call it. That's that's kind of how I felt about like why, why, but compared to, like you said, yeah, this might be the might might be the the second best. Might be it, it's definitely up there, top five. This guy, if, if you're a No Limit fan, if you don't have this album in your top five, there's something wrong with you. That's what I say. Hey, straight up, straight up. Uh, a song that was always a guilty pleasure for me on 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 theme that was one of every family was for the N.O. the bounce song at the, uh, almost at the tail end of the joint. Yeah, yeah. They that, used the trigger, they used the trigger man beat. Yeah, well, all the bounce songs use the trigger man beat in some form or fashion. But yeah, that was my joint. So 
if you if we gonna we gonna steal the sources uh, mic system. So let's just say that if you had to go back and you had to uh, re review or give another, uh, I swear if this had if this album got four, I'm gonna investigate this dog. If this got four mics, I'm like man, y'all talk about the moment of, the moment of truth when everybody knew that the source had lost all credibility was when. Uh, Lil' Kim got five mics for that album she did. I'm like, nah, it started at Silk's charging to the game. <laughs> Somebody got paid to get his five mic. But if you had to go back and give Silk and Fiend mics, what would you what would you give? Alright, so Fiend, I would definitely this Fiend got that that's four mics. That's a solid four mics, right? Uh right. I can see how if somebody's like predominantly from the South would be like, that's five mics. Or, you know, but that's it's four mics. The it flowed. The album flowed. You had a little bit. The features were were where they were supposed to be, you know, and Fiend can hold his own. And it had the features that if you were there in 98 that you wanted uh, for the most part. I was thinking about last night. <laughs> Actually, not last night, this morning. I was thinking about if I had to rate this, and if we're not going to use the, the sources, maybe we'd use the, like, Forms of the beard, like the full beard is a five mic or the goatee, whatever chin strap. But I was thinking about Silk the Shock, and I was like, it's a Hitler. Just he don't, he don't, he don't even get the ball face. He getting the straight up. Yeah, I was, I was about to say something, but the algorithm. If that would have hit the algorithm. The uh, the anti defamation league would have been knocking at the door. Yeah, uh, but it's <laughs> it was it was I give it two two mics because he had he had two two songs that I really really liked and maybe like two or three other ones that was like okay it's okay but out of what twenty is it twenty three tracks or twenty tracks? I, well, too many too many for us to be listening to Silk in twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's it skipped city. I will say that in the words of Tony Baker, this CD is Skip City. It's Skip City. What you got? Yeah. Um, Silk would give one mic. One? I told you. Yeah, I told you. The one song that everybody love off here, I can't stand it, man. Cause I, all it do is remind me of being in whack-ass Lawton, Oklahoma. <laughs> ordering <laughs> ordering $40 worth of uh, pizza and getting it delivered to the barracks. Than he do rapping, but him, I think it seemed like him and Mac 
trying to make a joint album and come out with that joint. That'd be dope. Which I which I pay I I would pay for the physical and the digital version of that album. Cause I mean, Matt, man, um, Matt gonna be one of the albums that we review too. But for the folks that don't know who Mac is, Mac to me is man. This gonna sound blasphemous when I say it. Cause you a boxing dude too. But Mac had the chance to be like the Southern Nas to me. Because he was just real crafty with the word. But, and think about it. Mac been rapping since he was like eight years old. Yeah. Like him and Manny Fresh were hooked up when he was like 12. Yeah. And like they real quote tight like that. Yeah. But Mac being locked up in prison is like, to me, is like Muhammad Ali. Like, think about it. Like, we, what we saw of Muhammad Ali was the greatest, but we missed out on the prime yeah. of Muhammad Ali. So, but when he was, but this is what I would say. If I had to do a boxing comparison, he was Ike Bear Bucci. I don't know if you know who that is. No, I didn't. Ike Abel Bucci. <laughs> I, I think he was the first one to beat Tua. He I, okay. Yeah, um, Ike Abel Bucci. He 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 just crazy Nigerian big dude. Matter of fact, he looked like uh, Larry Johnson <laughs> with, <laughs> with that okay. part right down the middle. But if you if you look up Ike Abel Bucci. I thought he killed Chris Bird. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> and, and, th- and think about it too, like Chris Bird and and David Tua were two of the most avoided heavyweights, right? People didn't really want to fight them. He walked through them, right? But it was a war. I ain't gonna say he walked through Tua, but it was him and Tua had a war. He destroyed Chris Bird, and he went to prison uh, for rape, I believe, something like that. But he did like 20 years, but right before, you know, this is right when he was about to blow. And I think the same thing with Matt. Matt, you know, he caught that case, like, and that album was just kind of like, dang, like, we, we needed more. Right. We we needed more of Matt. And I think he was he was exonerated. Is that is that how he got out? Uh, I, let me see. I can look it up right here. But uh, but I know he's leading the charge on this one thing about like um like uh, for uh, prison reform in uh in the state of Louisiana. No, okay. but uh, let me see what is it. And people, uh, he applied for he applied for clemency, and uh, uh, he got denied in 2016. But uh, he applied he was eligible for parole in February of uh, 2021, and he went before the board and the government. The, I think the they they said that they granted him eligibility for parole, and the governor signed off on it. Like on April April twenty twenty one, he got Clemens. Okay. Yeah. Is when did he go in? He went in what two thousand? Bro, thing nothing. But Mac was in jail for twenty years, dog. Yeah. Oh three. Like they took away they took away that man entire crime awesome. He said, she said, and people recanting statements and no, no really like concrete, like beyond a reasonable doubt evidence. Yeah. Tell you, man, like Louisiana. Even even the security guard that was there actually was the one. He confessed to shooting this dude. And like, they were like, yeah, never mind. Also, uh, if y'all keep up with uh, Jay-Z and I think they got it passed in New York, but. Mac is the reason why a lot of like, well, Jay Z in particular doing this whole uh, 
You can't use rappers' lyrics against them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would honestly say that Louisiana has to be the worst state to go to jail in. It has probably one of the worst prisons. What Angola? That's what it is. Angola. That's in. Yep. Yeah, one of the worst prisons in the the nation, and it's just the laws. Like it is crazy because like New Orleans has this law where, like for murders and stuff like that, if like nobody, they got ninety days to get somebody to confess. Right. Bam. And if nobody comes and confesses, or if, if there's no evidence, they got ninety days to. To be able to pin the case on you, and somebody has to confess or, or or testify that yeah, I saw this person do it. If they don't get it within those ninety days, then they get let go. Mm. That's why it's it's a, it's a it's a lot of killers. Well, I don't know if it's still if that law is still valid, but that's why it was a lot of killers because people weren't snitching. You know, there's no snitching <laughs> rule and. You had a lot of. I'm pretty sure that's what contributed to them being, but the murder capital of the world. For yeah, because if because if you look at uh, if you look at uh, what uh, Baby and Slim them brother talk about now that he out of jail, like, mm-hmm. is you can legit make the case that gangster was. Gangster was the first King Von in hip hop. Like, he was a serial killer. Yeah. Like all these all these bodies that I hear that uh, like King Von got on it like on his what's name like I think last count I seen was like ten. Like yeah, bro, that's a, that's a serial killer. King Von, like I, I hear his name, but I, I still know who he is. I know Chicago drill rapper. Okay, he, he was cool with uh, with Lil Durk. That type of thing, but okay. back to Louis, but back to Louisiana. Like Louisiana, one of them tough states because I can't remember what it is, but it's like it's it follows some like old French law. Yeah, because because um, that 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 bar exam is like anybody that was everybody that was like in the pre law program that I was in that was getting ready to go to law school. They were like, yeah, I'm a boy in Louisiana because you got to is the law, the bar that you got to pass there is completely different. Then you will pass anywhere because you need to know U.S. common law and you need to know whatever this old French law. Like they, it's like a blended system. Like it's real weird. Yeah. So most lawyers try to avoid Louisiana. However, you know the uh, movie what Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that dude and, actually uh, Frank Abagnale. Yeah, he actually passed the bar in Louisiana. So that was the one thing he Frank did. Frank Abagnale. Yeah, that that's the one thing he didn't fake was the bar. So overall, I'm just gonna say this: my listening experience today was started off rocky, but ended on a good note. So who we got next? What's the next two? Tomorrow we will be reviewing Masterpiece Magnum Opus Ghetto D. Pause. Uh, Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mud picked Ghetto D Pause by Master P as Magnum Opus. I selected the I'm About It soundtrack, which I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm About It soundtrack has the greatest Southern posse cut of all time. And we'll let you guys know next, tomorrow. Uh, man, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not 
too discouraged about tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not too discouraged about those two. However, day day four. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day yeah. four and day seven. We we you might never hear from us ever again. Yeah. It, <laughs> wow. Yeah. This was uh. Oh man. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever listened to any other song? Um. Other than the message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, it's legitimately the only song I know from <laughs> uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Me too. Me I, too. I couldn't tell you anything else. But even with with that said, <laughs> that one song it goes in the it goes in the time capsule of hip hop history, though. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's crazy? So I was looking at. I know we said we we're gonna make it thirty minutes, but I I can't help it. I, I, when I think about Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, I want to know like what made them choose those them, those outfits. Oh, it was the eighties. Go know. back and look at go back and look go back and look at the outfits that uh, that uh, like groups like the Isaac Brothers and the Gap Band. Man, this one and Fire was wearing in the seventies. Listen, you you talk. If, <laughs> I'm glad I was born when I was born. I'm so glad I was born when I was born. Like, I, I don't know if I... I just would have been a lame. I would have been a squirrel because I couldn't wear some of the stuff that they had, that they was wearing. Like, I just right. I couldn't do it. The fishnet tank top. Imagine going to school... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just like Eddie Murphy and Delirious and Raw. Like, imagine. Hey, while 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 we making jokes, and we I'm I'm really showing my age here. You came front, dog. You had a Michael Jackson, you had a thriller jacket. We I all had a thriller jacket. I didn't have one. I wanted one. I wanted one. And my devoutly my devoutly Jehovah's Witness grandmother brought bought me a Michael Jackson jacket in 1984. I wanted one. I I can't lie to you. I I wanted the Thriller jacket. I wanted the Jerry Curl. My parents just wouldn't buy it for nope. me. Mm-mm. Or they wouldn't let me let me grow my hair out. In fact, I got actually I got in this with this. I, I was on Twitter today, a place that I probably spend too much time on lately. However, the, this this man. He, his kid, his son had locks, right? I guess he got in trouble and he made him cut, cut him off, right? And people are screaming, mm-hmm. it's abuse. This is child abuse. I don't, 
to, to do, that, do that child pay for haircuts? Does, does that child have his own uh, shelter to uh, keep over his or her head? Does it? Does the child pay tax? <laughs> does the child contribute to the household? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's abusive. In fact, my I remember I had a box. I was trying to grow, be like kids, see how high I could get it, and. I bought a home of F. My dad took me down to the barbershop that day. It cut it off. Hey man. You really you you really making me relive some traumatic moments from like <laughs> from like my preteen years, cause uh yeah, I had a kid that played box too. I also went to a uh, a a conservative Christian, super religious private school when I first moved to Valdosta too. And there is a picture of me with a high top fade <laughs> with uh, a shirt with a shirt that I can only explain I can only like uh describe to you as something that would have been worn in uh Jazz O's Hawaiian Sophie video. Wow. And I am ho- and I am holding the old testament. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? The old Bible with George Christian. George Christian. George Christian. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's like that, man. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. that. So, so. Let, let me ask you one, one last question, and then we can um, we, we go ahead and wrap this one up. 1998, do you think, listen to this this music that we listen to, charge it to the game, do you think that you could have made a better album? Nah, I couldn't have made a better album, which is why I, I am confident that I get to sit back and critique this album. Because if 2023, I tell you this though, if 2023 me could go back and talk to 1998 me, one, I would tell myself to invest in Google and Apple. Yeah. <laughs> but, but second, I'm be like, listen here, man, you got to start making some better choices and music that you listen to. You're going to be listening. This type of stuff that you listen to now, you will not be listening to in 25 years. Don't even have this on your musical palette. Leaders, no limit stuff. And don't argue, don't argue people to the death when they start telling you that Silver Shocker is whack. Don't get into that fight before <laughs> Riley Kansas outside in the parking lot because somebody said that Make Them Say Um was whack in country and bam. Well, yeah, uh, it wasn't whack. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I, w- I will say this. He sold too many albums. Too many people bought the album. Um, and, you know, he had, he had a very decent decent success. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people who listened to Silk the Shocker and got inspired by him and said, you know, if he could do it, I could do it. And they started their rap careers. However, you know, I'm not one of them. So, <sighs> Oh, before we go and before we end up, we finish talking about Silk. Um, never forget that um, Silk led had the lead role in the major No Limit film Hot Boys, but he also co-starred in a horror film in 2011, and he also starred in a movie in 2007 with uh, Lil Duval and Michael Blackson, and it was produced by him and uh, him and uh, Tracy McGrady funded to have it shot. What was the name of the movie in 2007? Uh, it was called uh, More Money, More Family. I slightly remember that. 
Not, not, not I knew not, it. Not, Mud, I knew what? it. Silk is the younger cousin of Moby Dick. I knew he had to be related. <laughs> Wait, in order to see no hooks on the yeah, but you know what? P. P. said that, that a lot of the people that that he gave deals to were family, you know. So, hey, that there you have it. And yeah, also his me and you both agreed on that. His best song was "I'm Moving On" with my Maya features. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Now that now that can be talked about from Spring Break. Yeah. That joint was a classic. Yeah, so. It's not like it's not like we're saying Silk was just the wackest rapper of all time because there are a lot of wacker rappers that came before Silk, but and after him, and some of them I, I don't even like today, and they are super extremely popular. However, Silk the Shocker came in; he had his time, and yeah, you you can't hate on the man for. Achieving. That man, that man has that man has six solo albums. Yeah, he sold what total of probably like what about five million albums? Probably. Man, it still sold five million albums. I'm talking about total. I sold two million. I'm talking about total. Yeah, I'm saying, charging to the game was like the highest selling album he ever had. Yeah, okay, that so that topped out at two. So that's topped out at two combined. I'm talking about combined. He probably has at least at least four. Four million. Mm, I'll look it up. At least four million. I'm just saying. Three, at least three. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure somebody in the double back. So, ooh, I got charged to the game. Cause made man, made made man. Uh, how, how many albums did made man sell? Mm. How many albums did made man sell? Actually, you know what? I take that back. Made Silk Shocker sold over three million albums. That's include uh, the, his best album. Actually, I take that back. The best selling album by Silk Shocker is Made Man, which went platinum. But this may be old news. Cause let me see, Made Man was platinum. I take that back. I'm sorry, my bad. Try to the game that sell two uh, two million. It's just sold a million. But that okay. and Made Man was. Um, both was uh they both went platinum. My world, my way, which was the album that got released in two thousand one. No, based on a true story, the album that you remember that got the song with Trina. Okay. Yeah. But okay, so he sold three million copies. Listen, they ask Chloe Bailey would she like to have Silk the Shockers album set. I know, right? Right. So. It's just Silk, Silk. Silk. If you if y'all listen to Silk album, Silk raps like Silk raps like a dude that's tired of rapping. By the time he gets to the last bar, yeah, he just start he he rapping, but then next thing you know, he just start mumbling and talking in regular conversation. Yeah, it's it. So when I, when I hear Silk, like cause I I can remember when I was trying to, you know, when I was making that making music and stuff, I can remember I'd be in the booth and I written. And just me writing it, it sounds good, right? And so, you when you get in the booth and you actually start spinning it, you like, okay, I gotta take a word out, or it's gonna sound rush. And that's what right. it's. And that's what when it's when you when I listen to Silk, I feel like 
somebody should tell him. That's why I'm thankful for Hill and, and Chad. They would say, hey, man, take this word out. Let, let's find something else. You know, <laughs> because it would sound rushed. Like, I got to fit it in. You know, and yeah, and that's what it sounds like with Silk. Silk, like, I'm pretty sure if Silk was writing it out and he just passed you, hey, man, check this out, and you would read it, you would probably say, oh, yeah, this is dope. But then when you hear it, it's like, nah, you probably got to take this word out or whatnot. I don't know. So, so more, uh, that, I promise this will be the last time I talk about I promise myself this is going to be the last time I talk about Silk and Shaka. But, um, <laughs> Silk and Shaka's made man in charge to the game has a historic distinction. It made Silk the Rapper, Silk the Shock Rapper, Silk the Shopper, Shocker, one of the few rappers to go platinum with two albums within a one year time span. The other one was DMX in 1998. So, both of those albums came out in '98. Charge to the game, and uh, with that, they came with that came out within twelve months of each other. So okay. remember, uh, uh, Charge to the Game came out in February, and Made Man came out in January. Okay. Also, and this is the last one for me. Uh, he also has something that uh, Two Chains has been begging for for like the last three albums. Jay Z feature. He has a Jay Z feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Stick that in your. Uh, stick that in your. Uh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what album is that? Is that on Made Man? Made Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, Jay Z. One of one of my favorite early, like early favorite Jay Z songs is I want to say it's on the I got the hook up soundtrack, but uh, he got this song called The Game Made Me. That's the Jay Z I remember. Okay, okay, got that. Fiend, let's let's wrap. We get Fiend, get Fiend some of his flowers. Fiend, while he didn't have a commercial success, Fiend is revered by anybody who came up the mid nineties up until the early two thousands. Like it, like it felt Holly Grove, Holly Grove's finest, like. Fiend was like you, you you used to wait like you would sift through the entire No Limit <laughs> through somebody's a No Limit release would come and you would see the track listing you would you looking for Fiend a Fiend verse is Fiend featured on here okay I just want to listen to to Fiend verse and the rest of it I don't care about like that's how dope Fiend is was and still is to this day I got nothing but props. For Fiend, that's one of my favorite rappers, and I think Fiend is highly, highly underrated when people talk about lyricists. Period, not just from the south, but just a lyricist. Period. Your thoughts on Fiend? Yeah, I, I want to say he on, he is currently on. I want to say he on Jet Life, which is uh, Currency's uh, record label. Shout out to Currency with that new project he got with Jermaine Dupree too. It's actually dope, despite Jermaine Dupree having that. Uh, that she appeared on his head or a hairpiece. Um, Is that yeah, real? I also remember, yo, do you also remember that Fiend was on Rough Riders? He was. He left He left yeah. No Limit and went to Rough Riders. Went to Rough Riders. But they didn't, yeah. they, they didn't do nothing with him, though. 
They didn't know what he was. Uh, he had like a song on like Volume Three or whatever. Mm. But it's also, um, I think he had. I think I know he had a song with like Three Six. He had. I know he did the hook for um, for Twisters. Uh, what was the name of that album? Had the call off the uh, uh, the day after album. He okay. did the hook for that joint. But yeah, uh, Fiend, one of the most distinct voices in Southern hip hop. Deserves all of his flowers. Uh, deserves to get more props than like he normally gets because I mean everybody was overshadowed on that on that label by Master P. But the people that actually like made me fans of that label, Mia X, Matt, Mystical, and Fiend. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to uh, International Jones, aka Sleepy Jones, aka uh, Christian name uh, Richard Jones, <laughs> otherwise known as Fiend. Yeah. Hey man, I just I just had a thought. What if Organized Noise would have produced a theme album? Hmm. Actually, you know who? Think about that one. If Organized Noise, I'm trying to think, could have got a theme album. I not the one up you, but is. If I had to hear Fiend behind somebody's production, it would have been N.O. Joe. N.O. Joe or Three Six Mark. Mm. <sighs> yeah. But I think with N.O. Joe, it would have got a little bit of the same because I don't know. I just think yeah, I can see three six. I can see three six. I can see you know, Joe too, but I don't know about why. I just, I, I it's stuck. Organized noise. Matter of fact, I ain't said we had to do the whole album. Just let them handle a good bit of the production. And matter of fact, those could have been three. Put all three of them. The only three producers he worked with. Man, to show you. To show you the diversity of N.O. Joe. So, like, we know N.O. Joe from... I know we go on way longer than we said we were. I know, right? It always happened that way. But to show you the diversity of N.O. Joe, right? We know N.O. Joe from producing on, like, UGK album, Scarface, and Ghetto Boys album. Bruh. Remember uh, AZ's album, uh, Do, uh, Do or Die? Do or Die, yeah. N.O. Joe produced Do or Die. He produced the title track. He didn't produce Sugar Hill, though, right? Mm-mm, he didn't produce Sugar Hill. He okay. produced uh, uh, an alternate version of Cruising for uh, D'Angelo. He produced for Bahamadia, Brian McKnight, uh, Gangsta Nip out of Memphis, uh, Jay-Z, Devin the Dude, Ice Cube, De La Soul. Hmm. Well, maybe so. So. Maybe so. You know, Joe's super diverse, though. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been... Oh. Oh, how could I forget? And know, Joe also produced the... Uh, so, remember I said it, that the it's a, on, the, on the next two albums that we're getting ready to review, that on one of them is the greatest Southern pasta cut of all time. So, if anybody else wondering, to me, the set, on the East Coast, greatest pasta cut is the symphony. Molly Mall, all of them. Yeah. On the West Coast, 
N.O. Joe produced this remix, which is called the I Got Five on It remix by the Looney's E-40, uh, Rapping Forte, anybody who's yeah. anybody from the Bay, they was on this remix. Except for Too Short, because, no. The Looney's didn't like Too Short. It's, it's <laughs> speaking of Too Short, the fact that I'm gonna tell y'all we go we going back to Freak Nick one time. Freak Nick made too short stay in Atlanta. Moved to Atlanta. He said the reason why he he said he came to Freak Nick and never left. Also there's another rapper that Freak Nick encouraged to stay in Atlanta. Actually two. One being a one top Tupac Amaru Shakur. Okay. And the other one was and the other one was Eric Sermon. But I thought Eric Sermon got <laughs> ran out of New York. <laughs> New York. That that's the story. Well, Eric, well, I mean, that's the same thing they said about um about like Too Short got chased out of Oakland. That's why he came down to Atlanta. But wow. I know it I know that's why Eric and uh Eric and um damn, why am I blanking on his his uh his partner from his group, uh, EPMD, uh, EPMD from yeah. uh Eric, not Eric, not but ah, damn, man, I can't think his name. Oh, this the first, this the first, this the first stage of Alzheimer's, y'all. I can't uh, think of um, I can see him. Basically, just PMD, but I forget what PMD real name is. Paris Smith, that's what it is. Okay. So yeah, so. Apparently, Paris got like robbed or something. And apparently, like Eric either called him over or it was some people that Eric knew or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. It was I forget what the deal was with it, but yeah, that's what that's what caused. Um, that was one of the reasons why um, the Green Eye Bandit left New Jersey and yeah. came down to Atlanta. Yeah. So. But for, and they were doing it before it was popular. For, actually, you know what? You know who we got to give props to? The OG uh, transplant to Atlanta. Bobby Brown, dog. Yeah. Bobby Brown, babyface. Bobby Brown, babyface in L.A. Reed. Yeah. 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 They are the... Yeah, because they, they that's that's where the face... They started the face. Right there. Yep. Which is... We won't have any issues with tomorrow's albums. Nah, that day four, though. Yeah, day four. We got. We got. Hold on, you. You want me to go ahead and just give them the list, or do you, you want to do it day by day? Uh, you you give them, give them tomorrow. Give give them tomorrow. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, that's all I got. All right. So listen, we're gonna give you. Um, so the question is. That we want you guys to go and, and just check it out. Just just answer the question. It'll be on the um, on the, the the questionnaire where you interact. Hopefully, it's going to be there because sometimes modern technology and me don't <laughs> don't get along well. But uh, the question I want to know is, what is your favorite No Limit song? I'm not going to say album because too many, but your favorite No Limit song. So. I got a feeling it's going to be the obvious one, but I really want to know what's your favorite No Limit song. So do us a favor, go there and interact with the with the podcast. And yeah, man. So yeah, is that it? That's it. 
we, we wrapping up? Yeah, that's all I got, brother. Yeah, that's all I got, bro. All right. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, so yeah. So, with that being said, good people, man, we really appreciate you all. Shout out to Molane. Shout out to Ryan, Vashon. Uh, who else has been on here? Shout out to the lack of institutional control. That podcast. And my player partner, Sharon Sleep, PCP. Yeah, shout out. PCP hanging out. PCP didn't got big time on us. PCP was hanging out in the White House today. You lying. Okay. Yeah, serious. Hey, 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 move on up. Move on up. All right. <laughs> yeah, but shout, shout out to this guy that lack of institutional control. And who else? Anybody else that's just been on? The homie Hill. Yep, the homie Hill. Kieran. Um, Andy, who came on. Uh, matter of fact, dude, like, if you ever get a chance, uh, I got I to gotta find, find it. Um, but Andy, man, he has these drawings. When I say he could draw, the, the dude is talented. Talented. So uh, I'm not going to give out the full government on here. But what I will do, the next tomorrow, I will... Uh, give you guys his Instagram and TikTok. And so a lot of that stuff you can purchase and he will do custom custom artwork for you. Like dude is mad talented when it comes to the pen and picking up and drawing. So that's what I will say. Um yeah, I don't know what what else is there to do but other than sign off. Oh, Lounge High is having their seven on seven I think this weekend or next weekend. And there's a lot of big-name teams and big-name athletes that are going to be down there. So I'm going to try to go, but I don't know how amp, how interested I'll actually be in the glorified to it flat football game. So I don't know. But as long as they, as long as they keep the, uh, the uh, racist coach from uh, Warner Robins away, Mark Taylor. Is he still employed? I hope not. Oh, okay. That's something we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll check back in with y'all on that one. But, but uh, with that being said, this been, this has been fun. Um, even though the pray for us, pray for us. Yeah, we got uh, I got to debrief, decompress. But um, this is the beard I always wear. I'm a marvel shot. We got the run. Uh, it's a movement. It's a lifestyle. On points the podcast, and it's always the run. What do we say? Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Peace.